Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here we are. Here we are. Flavors Weekly is the Flavors name Weekly. of the, the new podcast. With Joe Squared. With Joe Squared. I'm still Joseph Shaw. <laughs> I'm still Joseph Lyons. Alright, man, just checking. I just, um, we call it Joe Squared, but every time on the podcast we say Joseph. Just to let Dude. people know that we've got both names, right? Yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, I still go by both. Like, I would choose yeah, myself as Joe sometimes, sometimes Joseph. <laughs> yeah, Joseph. No, I've just had like an email conversation with somebody and called myself Joseph and Joe, like, alternately. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like, that's the burden that you got to bear with this name, man. It comes with it, you know. <laughs> it's too flexible sometimes. It can be. It mm. can be. Let's not get into too many of these segues <laughs> this time round. So, yeah, we've chose to do, call it a new name, rebrand, due to the fact that last time we, we come in here sometimes <laughs> with no bullet points of things to write. Yeah. I Most mean, of the time with a little bit of preparation. We had eight episodes and about six different types of podcast within those episodes you know some, some were good some were bad some hey were, man none of them were bad bro some were indifferent no 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 I don't think any were really bad I think there was glimpses of good. we were expressing ourselves <laughs> but now we've went away over Christmas we've been at the top of maybe a metaphorical mountain meditating and we found ourselves now you know I feel like we're f- no 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 we're still on a journey bro yeah the journey's not over yeah but we've we found ourselves at Flavors Weekly yeah, as well. Exactly. exactly. Meditationally, spiritually thinking. Meditationally. It's yeah, a good word. All right. So, the idea is that we each bring a few topics that we've thought about or something we've watched or consumed read. or read. Uh, and then we'll each we'll discuss them. That'd be a bit difficult for you, though. You don't read that much. Oh no, you, you read articles. And stuff I read like both, but when it comes to books, <laughs> I got I got what I call undiagnosed ADHD, and that's not funny if you laugh at a disorder, <laughs> actually, and you're laughing now, it's, <laughs> it actually hurts. <laughs> Sorry, bro. So yeah, I I find it hard to read to read a whole book, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, I'll read eighteen, I'll start eighteen different books in a year, which a lot a lot of people can say. When it comes to finishing, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did, I did have that previously. Like, I couldn't finish anything. Like, even yeah. I, I swear to God, like, like back I in your twenties, get... are you talking about? <laughs> 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 right, just to remind everybody, <laughs> this guy likes giving me a few age jokes. Yeah, I'm 25. I'm proud. Okay. <laughs> Last year, I wasn't very proud of it because I thought. Where's my life going? I just got my grades back. I'm in the right place. Yeah, okay? man. I got some good ass grades. Shout out. Shout out to me. <laughs> no, no, lecturers, because they gifted you. <laughs> well, you, you worked hard. You worked hard. <laughs> what you saying? They you. just gave me the marks because they <laughs> liked me. I mean, that might be true. <laughs> I turned nah, nah, up. Nah. I got 100% attendance last year as well. I'm not going to get that this year. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I did. 100% attendance. I was here every it's time. It's a lie. It's not. It's not. Why did I get 86? <laughs> well, you weren't here, bro. I was out in the field, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, then. Yeah. So, yeah, carry on. Yeah, yeah. So, we, we consume things throughout the week, and then we sort of give our take on it. <laughs> and then, so, 
yeah, and we discuss it, and then at the end, one of them is crowned Joe Squared's flavor of the week. I think. Yeah, yeah, and it, today, today is a it's a learning process. Mm. I've only brought three things to the table. I've got a couple articles. We which don't have that long. We're not gonna, you know, if it, we can't bring. Four, like five or six each. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Unless they're quick. I, I brought these things to the table. I'm gonna just say why they interested me. You know. Yeah. And and read from them and yeah. It might turn into debate. But I can see that's what you want. Not me, bro. <laughs> you're the one bringing contentious you're, issues. You're just quite confrontational. <laughs> Not me, brother. <laughs> so, the first thing that I brought was something that in the past few days has been. Causing a stir, you could say. I think I've had my eyes closed to this as well. Yeah. You just showed me. But. Yeah. I mean, it's been out there. It's been out there. Uh, you probably... You would have seen it through Pierce Morgan, I think. Cause I know you're a big Pierce Morgan fan. <laughs> I love that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's a... It's he's an, the type it's an of advert. dude... Sorry, he's the type of dude that gets sparked at school. But then outside of school, he's like, cool. <laughs> yeah, because he's got a TV show, bro. He's not going to school and fistfighting. <laughs> he's pretty cool, though. Damn, he's bro. pretty cool. Though. But, uh, yeah, so Gillette, yeah. The, the razor company, released an advert yeah. saying, uh, rather than their, their usual slogan, the best a man can get, it's, uh, they changed it to the best a man can be, bro. And they showed examples of toxic masculinity. For example, they showed bullied children like a kid being chased down the street by a group of masculine bullies and then weren't like text messages coming yeah, up by the so side like, of yeah sort of cyber bullying they covered that side as well uh, a guy sort of being inappropriate with a woman on the street mm. uh, a guy on a TV show grabbing a woman's bum mm-hmm. non-consensually I might add uh, a guy in a boardroom belittling a woman like, and, and saying this is what she meant to say uh, and a a uh, a weird clip where it's like a row of dads at barbecues saying boys will be boys and two kids fighting. It is a classic thing that says... I don't think that's toxic masculinity, that, that boys will be boys one. The I, others are a bit, a bit I, questionable. I mean, it just it feeds a particular stereotype of what a child yeah. boy is supposed to become, you know. But what those are. boys are doing that. Like, the, the dads aren't there telling them to fight. The, the boys are fighting, which I, which I did. I, I had a brother... And my dad said, ah, you know, this is just a phase. Like, it will happen. Yeah, yeah, because um, I look after twins. I went back yeah. and I looked after them again in the um, over the Christmas period. And they just had... They just scrapped. Yeah. Literally scrapped. They just got bruises everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, who did that? It's just like, it's them two. And then we went to this place called Oxygen. Yeah. yeah. Do you know Oxygen? It's like a... Like a tra- one of those trampoline places. Oh, yeah. In like a industrial estate type thing. <laughs> and that just clocked them and they were just sort of whacking each other yeah. up at any moment but enjoying it as yeah. well at the same time that, that's what me and my brother did for our childhoods and we don't do any of this stuff any of this other stuff we're not we're not on the street grab, grabbing women's asses or well, I don't think it leads to that I don't think it leads to that but I'm just saying I didn't enjoy scrapping I was the type of I was a sensitive but you didn't child. have a brother no 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 but I Steve my brother did actually and not that I much, really, I we really would... don't like any yeah. type of it's not physical altercation. Yeah. I mean, like the thing is, I mean, you, you don't want to support your, you you don't want to encourage your kids to fight, but, but there is there is an element of truth in boys will be boys. Yeah, I, well, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, and I mean the the stuff that I've read about this article, 
mm. is saying is realistically Gillette knew what they're doing here and they knew that there'll, the be, there'll be people protecting them uh, sort of uh, supporting them here and people saying like that there were tons of tweets for example uh <laughs> this one guy said my dad and i have been shaving with gillette our whole lives but that ends today see and i just didn't get that like to me i just i didn't get it when you said it to me because i can't myself i don't get it i can't reach like no. a hatred for gillette <laughs> for trying to be better people i do understand that this is all an advertisement though, 100%. and it's f- to make more money f- because that age-old saying uh any news is good news or whatever. Any publicity is bad is good publicity. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, but it is that thing. It's like even if it's bad, you're getting your name out there, and if yeah. people, the more people that are saying Gillette, whether good or bad, it's good for them. Yeah, it's a good thing for them, and it's not really that detrimental. If like a few people stop shaving with them, it's like the the image as a business. I think will be improved. One hundred percent. I mean, not many. I, people, they, I think it's did they have unpopular. a bad image in the in the first place. I don't know, this is just the, to I get do, their name out there even more. Of course, of course. I wonder if they've brought like a new line of uh, of women's it's razors just... or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, I, oh no, I forgot what I was gonna say. But, it <laughs> but is um, like it's a, it's a it's a male dominated company, isn't it? It's for shaving your face. The best a man can get, apparently, which isn't true, bro. <laughs> Is it what have you got I know, I know Cornerstone for me, bro. It's like an online subscription. But anyway. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm super sceptical in uh, in their intentions here. I don't think that this is an honest uh, push to, to, to make men more woke. What, what to do with cyberbullying? Does toxic masculinity have? I think it's just, apparently, like, masculinity goes hand in hand with, like, aggression. And apparently some of these... Uh, some of these young bullies now. I mean, I, I would imagine if you are a bully, one of the most effective ways to reach uh, the person you're bullying when not at school is through Messenger. Of course, I was bullied online. I had... <laughs> Why are you smiling, bro? No, no, no. Somebody logged into my account and sent in... It. This was on when I had MSN when I was like... Oh, oh shout out MSN, I was, man. I was like year, year one or something. Mm. And I've told you about my friend Tio, who lives in France now. Mm. He had just moved to France and this person, I'm not going to obviously name who it was, but this person like logged into my account, yeah, and sent just hateful messages to bare people, yeah. That's not bullying you, is it? No, but it, what, it was from my account. That's setting you up. No, but it was nasty and horrible, you know. Like, what sort of things would they say? I don't know, just a pretty fucking hurtful shit. Like, oh, it, no, for year one, it was hurtful. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like you anymore. You're a prick. You're like, you're I this didn't know shit. I like, internet back then, man. Bruv, it was just a bad time. Anyway, like, Tio's mum rang over and was like, is this Joe? This is really weird. This has come out of nowhere. And it, mm. it was just, <laughs> it was a bad time for me, bro. How did he get your details? It was a she that she? took my details, yeah. Was that to- toxic? Masculinity, if I just assumed that it was a man. (laughs) Probably, yeah. Women can bully too, man. (laughs) Women, no, but women bully, obviously. It's it's not a gender specific thing. Different (laughs) techniques each way, you know. It's true. true. So, yeah. You work to your strengths, regardless. What I think think is gross here, and it's not not about, you know, painting all men with the same brush, whatever. I think it's gross that uh, Gillette have tried to monetize the whole Me Too 
campaign movement yeah, because thing. Because that was it. That was a massive part of it, wasn't it? I heard Me Too said a lot. I just yeah. didn't know why. I like, mean, it's just like it's blatant. It's blatantly trying to trying to appeal to a new a new market. Being like, I mean, I wonder if this if this sort of uh, comes out in like women and and feminists buying Gillette razors like a statement or something like that. As like like buying. Cause I'm assuming they sell. Yeah. female razors and yeah, yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. if 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 it does result in in a bigger push in sales in that market i don't know but it is it is a strange place to be to even talk about yourself as a man like in this climate mm. after me too and stuff it is a strange sort of place to be as yeah. a man and i suppose <laughs> it's clever because it's taken enough time away from it to sort of like re-image who yeah. we are supposed to be as men and it is I suppose it is kind of confusing because certain things that you thought maybe were fine before that you didn't challenge before you should do you know because you thought they were just normal but to monetize it is just I don't know to me it's just dark isn't it it's a bit inappropriate I do feel like and I'm not very good at making money or using money or have any respect for the concept of money so <laughs> me personally I just think it's dark because I would never sort of cash in yeah I, I mean I think Gillette should focus on trying to fit as many razors into one shaving razor <laughs> and stop trying to get involved in political movements yeah, no, like, focus on making that new 10 blade shaving razor and you mind your own business yeah no I'm so <laughs> with you on that one alright so yeah I, I think we're on we're on the same we're on the same page there yeah definitely I think yeah yeah definitely and then alright you know what? Staying on the on the on the subject of men. Mm-hmm. Time for Uncle Joe's health tip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that might be the, that's the jingle. jingle. Uh, and it is on the topic of men mm-hmm. a bit, and it's also on the topic of uh, have you heard of Veganuary? <laughs> people going vegan for January. If you just put it totally together, totally brand new. This no, is... it's been around. It's definitely around last year. Was it? Yeah, mm. I know someone that does it, and she she has gotten her boyfriend slash husband I don't know if they're married to start drinking soy milk like t- this month yeah and then I always heard that that uh yeah you told me about this it has like it, it encourage it encourages estrogen in the body or it has estrogenic effects in the body and I told her that but I had no I didn't know the science behind it yeah I looked up to see if it was even true because I will just Spouts of things that I'm not sure if, <laughs> if are factual. Yeah, that's classic. Um, but apparently it is true. So th- there is research that links regular soy milk consumption mm. in men to erectile dysfunction, Shit. low sperm count, and hyposexuality, which means sort of a diminished sex drive. You ain't got that sexual hunger no more, you know? Shit. And this is because, dropped from science... <laughs> <laughs> soy, can, soy milk contains soya isoflavins, which contain phytoestrogens, which cause estrogenic effects on did the body, practice, such as. Did you practice how to say those words? Oh, before, brother, I've just got that science knowledge, man. <laughs> Shout out, I got full marks in, in my science GCSEs. No, you didn't. But I was on foundation. But you I like, what I like to do. What C, I like bro. to do is lower <laughs> the boundary so that I smash through them. But I'm still. I still don't get a big head because I'm on a low level still, you know? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my science tutors as well. It's like championship team. <laughs> and this is what I'll say. As a barista who is a professional here in in this region, 
I was one. I would say, I yeah, but, yeah, but so the, the game taps. has changed. The game has changed. So I, I would taps. say, uh, regardless, I mean, I support, that's what you're doing, vegan, you're whatever you want. But just go for that coconut milk, brother, because it tastes nicer. Yeah, I mean, both of them to me just have, just get the blue top fucking full fat oh, milk bro. in you, bro. <laughs> Beautiful, <laughs> Nothing man. Tops Beautiful. It. Although, no, but and I've, if, I've if tried coconut want... milk and it, it is nice. It adds, yeah. it adds a certain something. But I've tried a soy milk, flat white. Oh, it's butters. God, it's, it's like horrible. an ashtray, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. It's horrible. It's horrible. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> do you reckon soy milk should be forced to put that on the tin? <laughs> Just a deed with tits. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it could be something maybe they could bring out. <laughs> like as nah. a health warning, like on fags, like on yeah, a fag yeah, packet. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if it's that, if that is a genuine thing, and somebody, some dude like really likes soy milk but doesn't know these potential effects of it because they're not advertised on the thing, then I mean, I, I do. I think it needs more studies, case. but oh, yeah, but the, there have been there have been instances <laughs> where where men have had sort of sexual issues. Okay. And uh, who have been uh, vegans and regular regular consumers of soy milk, but then there is there is there is like some contention. Okay. Because that the, uh, that one guy who was in the study, yeah, was also diabetic and there's it, there's there's oh, moving parts right, okay. there, you know, there's moving parts. But I would say better safe than sorry, you know. Don't <laughs> drink that soy milk, guys. Yeah, yeah, don't drink it, man. It's and not it's not actually very nice. But I mean certain people would I mean different strokes. I mean that's salute, folks, yeah. God bless you. Just uh, just yeah, yeah, do what you want, but no that there may be some side effects. I mean Uncle Joe's you warned you. Yeah. Uncle Joe's warned you. The second That's it for Uncle Joe's health tip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And this is this is this is my, my final situation here. And this is a sh- this is a short film I came across completely by chance on the YouTube uh, starring Did it just pop up for you yeah 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 uh, just randomly and I thought I'll give it a chance I'm about to tuck into a to a chicken stew so <laughs> I'm open I'm, I'm open minded right was now it? you know I'm chicken feeling stew, good by the way. <clears throat> it was a whole I, what I've realised I basically make cock of van okay uh, 100 different ways <laughs> all completely by accident I only found out that I did that this morning I found out what cock of van is did you yeah okay cool Looks tremendous but um yeah, it's a film starring a guy called Jovian Wade, who's in EastEnders, The First Purge, and Doctor Who. I don't know if it was uh, one of the new Jovian ones. Jovian Wade. Okay. Yeah, he's got a face you'll recognise. Made by a production company called Million, Mo- Million Youth Media. Okay. And it's, it's uh, I didn't know it was, it's based on a true story about a young black guy from London who'd been stabbed. And in the hospital, on the way to, uh, no, sorry, in the ambulance on the way to hospital, like a, a voiceover kicks in and it's him saying a poem to God about like how how God didn't help him, God could have saved him, blah, blah, blah. And then it uses that poem all the way throughout the film to tell the story of how how he ended up in the ambulance. So, and then like a, lo- a large part of it is that voiceover and then the actors on screen without like, like but the dialogue is is low volume mm. but the the story is is told for, through it's the voiceover driven, it's driven yeah, through the narration exactly. yeah uh and it like there's a whole bunch of issues that that are pretty I, I don't think actually happened to the real guy like like going to sell drugs in country okay and stuff like that but it's sort of 
atypical of of stuff that ends up in the news in yeah in the news and then all this stuff does lead normally to someone getting stabbed yeah yeah, yeah. so like that so they they're, they're using this one true story yeah to tell other people's stories yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay and then uh how long was it 20 minutes okay so a fairly yeah. long short film then i mean Appa- apparently this uh <laughs> that 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 gillette advert yeah. On YouTube, they posted it as a short film, which is, and it's like two minutes, I think. <laughs> I mean, how much of that was actually theirs, anyway? I don't know. I don't know. It all seemed very strange. That, like, so <laughs> to very... go back to it, it was just very... It was like eight different people shot it, you yeah. know? Like, it didn't make sort of any sort of sense. Super janky. It was just a classic advert, wasn't it? <laughs> Shout out to Jen Lett. But, um, yeah, and then, so... I did like I clicked on it not knowing it was it was true mm-hmm. or it was based on a true story and then at the end uh after the credits it shows that the guy who 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 is Armani mm-hmm. who was in the ambulance he didn't die in real life he didn't die in real no. life did he die in this yeah okay pretty sure um so it randomly it just happens to to be that this guy Amani Simpson uh it's from Enfield where, I, where I'm from yeah and it's his it's his story he was stabbed 7 times in 2011 Damn. in Enfield okay in a friend's argument over stolen goods mm. so <laughs> he went to Enfield Grammar School mm-hmm. which is my school's rivals but you know I can look yeah, past yeah. this because because <laughs> this man is a he's done a lot he says that uh, being stabbed was one of the best things that ever that ever happened to him because it gave him a chance to uh, redeem him. Yeah, to to sort way. of go on a different path. Yeah, yeah and yeah. make changes. Mm-hmm. And so he got stabbed or slashed over twenty times, Shit. and he says that he was saved by his puffer coat, which it, I mean back at this time everyone everyone was wearing the same Nike the same Nike Nike uh, puffer bomber yeah, coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says that that was shredded to pieces, man. Shout out that coat, because without without that coat, even have been here today. Then? He was wearing a Levi's jean jacket. Bro, he's still here. He's still here. I mean, that Levi's dev is pretty tough. If he's got a, oh, you think he's here? Just yeah, like, man. Oh, right, okay. What other jackets were worn? Oh, <laughs> you know, like uh, just like a windsheet. Oh, you, you're dead. Man. Yeah, you're dead. You're done. You're done. You need that pattern, man. Yeah. That, I, I wonder. I wonder if that's why people were still wearing that coat during the summer. You know, <laughs> a lot of people were wearing it. I wonder if it was. Bro, a, there's certain dudes that I know that still just <laughs> rot so many clothes in there. I've never got that. Man. I swear. If if I if I walk up a road too quickly these days, like in in this in this fucking frosty temperatures. <laughs> I am sweating bullets. Oh, honestly. Uh, like I'm being interrogated. Remember bro. that day when we left the battery here? Or when I left the battery oh, here? Oh, man. And you had to run. You, I knew it. I knew that <laughs> I should not trust you to go back and get it because it would like keel over in, in some alleyway, bro. <laughs> coughing up mucus. <laughs> I thought I'm going to have to jog. <laughs> you took it upon yourself in your head. You must have made that exact decision. You were yeah. like, ah. Because also it was it was, it was you doing it was, it was your interview. So if so I had got back in the state that you were, you're going to be on the mic, like <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> you know, which we don't need. We didn't need for that piece. But yeah, I mean, the, oh, re- realistically, this was a 
the short film was good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So what was it like? Was it um... for me? I mean, he was he was the highlight of of the short film. This uh, Jovian Wade is he a good actor? Yeah, he was a good actor. So uh, they made an interesting decision where, so they got they got an actor to play him uh, throughout school, like as a as a as a young sort of teenager. Yeah. And then they changed the actor to to Jovian Wade, like after he was after he graduated to to going out to country selling drugs, which I thought. Rather than doing that, because they didn't look that similar at all, they oh. should have they should have sort of shaved them, uh, and still used the same guy, rather than change the actor. I thought it was a bit. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a film on Sky it's, at the it, moment. It sort of took me out of it a bit. Where, who's that guy? Um, Isaac, I Isaac. He was in um Star Wars. Oscar Isaacs. Oscar Isaacs. <laughs> like they have him as like a college student. <laughs> which is like university and it's like <laughs> if they could do that then <laughs> I think this short film could have but also at the same time I, I like I, I like it being a film you know I like it obviously being a film like I don't mind some continuity errors yeah. with like characters I mean it, if you look at Goodfellas I mean yeah uh, Ray Liotta and, and uh, Pesci are supposed to be playing like 21 year olds and they don't look they don't look like that. No, they don't. But the film stands because of course it does. Because they're good actors. Yeah. This is a good segue into uh, my first thing. Well, that was good. Wasn't planned whatsoever, but that came in nicely. So I read an article the other day, um, done by the Independent. I probably should have found out the lady's name. Um, her name is Alexandra Pollard. And she wrote, Hollywood gets queer stories wrong. Should straight actors play gay characters on screen? For me, automatically... Let me ask you, automatically, what do you think straight away? I think it's acting, so you should be able to play whatever role you want to play. Exactly what I thought. 100%. I thought exactly the same thing. And it sort of also made me think of um, years ago and still now to this day... And I saw a Wikipedia page of whitewashing, and I was astounded at how many films were on that list. Like the mm. amount of people who played different ethnicities, and sometimes to an extremely racist extent. And I know 100% there was films made uh, like about slavery with white actors painted black and it just yeah but this is back in that, that was like ages 40s. ago yeah 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 yeah. even before that yeah you know like silent films and stuff yeah but as things go on you don't you don't realize how many stories are told with like angelone angelina jolie for example in one film playing a black lady uh mm. what's his name ben affleck playing uh <laughs> i think a mexican guy in Argo yeah and great actor <laughs> he's awesome both of them the pair of them are yeah. extremely good actors but when I started reading the article it made sense to me that like Ben Wishaw is an openly gay actor and he says I really really believe that actors can embody and portray anything yeah which they can and then Rachel Weiss <clears throat> played two gay um roles last year and she says but i see my task as not to tell the story i've lived um 
when I played Blanche Dubois on stage, which is a streetcar named Desire, mm. um, she said that I'm not an alcoholic and I'm not interested in sleeping with teenage boys, but that's the character. So I see storytelling as me becoming people that I'm not, which I totally get. Yeah. But then there was, which I haven't put in the document, but I can find something that said, this is all good and proper, but when nobody is queer behind the scenes is actually working on this story, how can they truly get the right story? You know, like when somebody's acting, here we go. This perspective though, however valid, is missing some nuance, a word I loathe. <laughs> just because it's so overused, but it can just sound very good. I do want yeah. But honestly, I mean, I've been reading newspapers and magazines for years, yeah? Only in the last couple of years has this become a fashionable word. But regardless of of sort of your hate for the word, yeah, this is a nuanced issue. Yeah, no, it totally is. <laughs> so for one thing, being queer is an identity in a way that being an alcohol or sleeping with teenage boys is not. It is an experience someone has or hasn't had, but an essential facet of their identity. And no amount of research can truly encapsulate that. Growing up, whenever I stumbled upon a film, TV show with queer female character, My Summer of Love, Kiss, Mig, Show Me Love, Hollyoaks, options were limited, I'd hope without really knowing why that the actor's lived experience might also mirror my own. But only your own experiences, I mean, is truly going to fill that fill that void, no? I mean, I, 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 get, I get what she's trying to say there. Yeah. But then... I don't know. I I feel like 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 you just said. You know, a film is a film. Yeah. And but as long as uh, I feel like, as long as they're not sort of underrepresented, maybe in in that in the production. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. as long as it's a it's a it's a true and honest representation of that uh, that experience, mm. which I feel like it, it it. I mean, it's in the interest of the people making the film to get that as well. Uh, that, like, yeah, definitely. They're not being plotted against here, are they? Definitely. No, I don't think so. But here, it, go, it does go on to say that um, Rupert Everett said, honestly, I would not advise any actor necessarily if he was really thinking of his career to come out, um, who believes his opportunities wilted after he came out as gay in 2009. And then it goes on to say about... Um, whether you're straight or gay, people shouldn't know anything about your sexuality, said Matt Damon. And then when... Um, so yeah, and I, I respect that because... Uh, actually, wait. I, I feel like this might be a bad thing to say. That's okay. Uh, an actor... Yeah. Called... He's been in the news recently. Uh, you might know him. He, he was in House of Cards. Uh, he was in... Unusual suspects. Yeah, yeah. Unusual suspects. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, that's his name. Uh, <laughs> I thought you weren't being serious. So, no, no, he okay. said, um, he once said, like, that he tries, on retrospect, this might be for a different reason, but he yeah. says that he tried, like, he tried to keep uh, a lot of his personal life and sort of uh, stuff like that out of the, out of the, the public realm because he felt that would make people see his character as him rather than the character who's trying to play. Mm. Mm. So maybe that maybe that's what Matt Damon is, is in a sense trying to say there where like the less people know about you yourself the better because it's gonna take it's gonna degrade the character that you're trying to play by 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 letting you come through. Yeah, 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 definitely. 
Which sorry about quoting Kevin Spacey. Yeah, because although he hasn't been found guilty yet, he's he's going to trial though. Yeah, but did you see that strange video that he did mm. of him being Frank whatever? What's his name? Frank, Frank Underwood. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, his life choices has gone down. I think he's going mad. Bro. <laughs> I mean, he would go mad. Of though. course, bro, because he's the not, whole world he, hates he can't, him. He can't be chatting to anybody. No. Have you seen what he's going to trial for? The, so, the so, seventeen-year-old boy. This kid, yeah, Is it the no, same no he wasn't. He wasn't underage. This kid. Uh, he was. Oh. At, he was at a bar, and kid behind the bar. He was talking to him. They had, they were having drinks, uh, and then the the guy, the kid behind the bar, finished and came and sat with Kevin Spacey. Mm. As you would, I feel like if Kevin Spacey's there. You're gonna have a drink with him. And you already were. If, if you didn't know, he was he was some sort yeah, of yeah. beast. Uh, yeah, and then they had they had a few beers. They graduated to whiskey. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Spacey allegedly tried to tried to grab this guy's penis, but the guy was on Snapchat. I don't know if this is how the Snapchats work, but he was on he was videoing, and then the so there's some time. sort of evidence. No, no, it wasn't the whole time. But I think he got something that was quite suggestive okay. or indicative of of the stuff that Spacey's been being alleged to have done. Mm. Uh, so yeah. Don't know how, how much longer we'll have Spacey out in the free world, man. Yeah, maybe not. And um, so just to finish off on this article, which I think is really interesting, there's a bit from Desiree Akavan, who did the bisexual Channel 4 series, which was seriously good, um, who directed Chloe Mortiz in... Moretz. Moretz. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, read, I always read it wrong. Um, for gay... Com- Converse conversion therapy drama, the miseducation of Cameron Post. Um, and she said, uh, the most important thing is that there's a queer hand at the will. If they cast a straight actor and they have a lot of queer people on the team and they bring dignity to the role, I think it's cool. She said, Yeah, I salute. And I there agree. is no, there is no easy uh, prescriptive solution here but what is abundantly clear is that queer voices need to be heard and not only when they're spoken through mouths of straight people yeah I'm, I'm I agree with you Desiree Akavan. yeah yeah she's shout out she's good <clears throat> I read this and we, we don't have to stay on, stay on it too long but <laughs> I read a GQ article said why disaffected young men need more por- pornography interesting and how pornography can sort of lead to erectile dysfunction and a miss, um, sort of, uh, not a miss, but like a, just a bad idea of what sex actually is from what, a young age. What is disaffected? Disaffected, does that mean sort of like an apathy, as you would? I don't, I have no idea. Disaffected, yeah, I'm pretty sure it would just mean like an apathy towards sex. And the interesting parts of the article were the Ava Wiseman, the lady who wrote this last year, in fact, said John John Ronson's epic and oddly moving podcast series about internet porn stayed with her was when an actor, porn actor, lost his erection mid-scene and then instead of like using the lady to sort of gain the erection again, he got his phone and watched porn to get his his boner back. I mean, that 
that's just that is a horrible scenario that's a, for him for her yeah but there's a lot of pressure the there's a lot yeah. of pressure for him to have done it but the fact that he went to his phone when he had a real life woman there in front of him to gain his yeah but they're not like they're not two people having sex because they want to have sex they're two people that are getting paid p- to p- have to sex perform. you know that's not that, that's not an intimate situation between the two no there's that's lots business. of people there yeah, yeah. There's lots of people there like, i thought i thought <laughs> i thought they had people there called fluffers <laughs> his job is to is to maintain the erection i don't, i thought I, i've heard about that i don't know if that's a real thing actually but have you never heard of that <laughs> no. Alright, well, you know, that's what I knew every day. <laughs> what, somebody's there to maintain it? What, I don't, what, I don't know where do? I'm getting that from. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that might be one of those things that you sort of yeah. run with. <laughs> you tell people on the pub that, maybe not on this. <laughs> true that, true right, that. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, 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 do you know what I mean? That's not an intimate No, 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 of course moment not. between the two. Of course not, of course not. <laughs> I do get what you're saying there. Like, but it is interesting how the porn world is only... And she wrote a, a really interesting line, like how men need to understand that not everybody's a virgin or a whore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, sex is a completely different But that's what experience. porn does, no. That's, porn is a... Like, I disagree with this because I feel like... No, but everybody's you young. No, but if, you're, like, if you're disaffected towards, towards sex... Yeah, what she's saying is more porn, not more of the same more variety and for variety to actually be attractive to somebody who's trying to get off watching porn like to have to have like to to be aroused by something that is softer or (laughs) or different you know yeah so that i think that's what she's saying about there there needs to be more variety you know there was a, a book called pornography by Andrea Dawkins and her and her fellow 80s activists threatened would happen if porn was not controlled um, that men would begin to objectify women the way pornography did encouraging incidents of rape and assault and inequality to rise then the internet happened and the prospect of limiting porn became an impossibility but while unlimited free porn did change the world and the world of desire in particular it didn't turn men into grabbing rutting beasts it did the opposite so now there's been studies that um the onslaught of porn is responsible for deadening male libido in relation yeah, to that's not surprising to me at all but at, here we go we may actually prefer the kinship of machines to relationships with real people it's worrying man yeah. so worrying <laughs> do you know what I mean I, I, yeah I, I don't I don't I feel like the headline here is completely contradictory to what's in the actual article yeah 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 like it seems like the headline say, saying one thing and then the whole the whole article is dispelling the headline yeah so and that's on purpose I think so maybe well, I just thought it was an interesting thing to write about and I mean yeah. it is something that ha- people have spoken about but I just wanted to sort of I was in, I was interesting when I was reading it, it and I didn't stop reading it you yeah. know because it is interesting and I mean on a more personal level I think I've watched porn to get off but then haven't really I think when I was younger maybe I had a skewed vision of what sex was like due to yeah. porn but as I've grown up I enjoy a more intimate sex 
so much more. Like I, I enjoy that so much more. Whereas when I was younger, but probably because of porn watching, I I believed it should be one way. Yeah. But then slowly discovered through being with people that it's just not enjoyable for either side. <laughs> you know, when you when you have sex like that, I think I think it's degrading in some yeah. way. But sometimes in you a consensual, a no, but sometimes in a consensual way, those things can run. But it, that isn't the only way to have porn. I feel like when you're young, you're you are easily, um, what is it? Easily influenced by these things. You're dumb. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're dumb as hell. Fucking dumb. <laughs> but there needs to be more done, and it, it does touch on this. There needs to be more done on the conversation around pornography. Yeah. From a young age, because people need to understand that that is a particular fetishized, like perverted part of people's brains, which a lot of people have. Like (laughs) being perverted is a pretty normal thing. Everybody has a perversion and a fetish and things that get them off. But in a consensual way, you know, that isn't the only way. And it needs to be addressed earlier because it's saying that. 11 to 16 year olds have like a lot of them have seen explicit material online and too of early, course man. they have too, yeah, early, it's too, early, too early but that is forming that's, their vision. that's reality though and that's, and reality. that's reality and that's forming the fetishes and that's forming the like bad sexual traits you mm. know and expecting or lack stuff. of sexual traits yeah, yeah. at all and expecting certain things from young girls you know yeah. that shouldn't be I mean I, I'm I'm thinking now how am I going to when I eventually have children, maybe you can say this as someone with two kids <laughs> and a mortgage. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to combat this because, I mean, I, I before, yeah. when I was younger, and maybe I was caught in the throes of a thing like this, like, I, I would I would think it was dumb for a parent to have, like, you know, like the, the blocks on, the, on Wi-Fi. I just don't even but think I think I'll do that. No, but I, just... I think I'll do it and I'll sit down with my kids and be like, listen. I wouldn't have the blocks. You wouldn't? No, because what I I'll think it's healthy. I'll unlock for it for an hour a day, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it'll be, <laughs> it'll be awkward as well. You're just going to know what's going on. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I don't know. The blocks are obviously necessary, but I think it, it, it's better for somebody to make an informed choice why they're doing something like yeah. that. You know, from an early age, they need to understand. And I think choice is a massive thing of growing up. Like, But you need to know that you have the choice to do that. You know, and be informed when you're making informed that about choice. about how it could affect you. How how it can affect you? Yeah, your relationship with the mm. other sex, and especially in this climate. Or the same sex. Or the same sex. Or the same sex. Yeah, of course. Like you can have sex like that when it's consensual, if it's a turn on for both the people. But yeah. If you just take that for granted that that is just what you what people want to do, then it's a bit peak. And it's going to be embarrassing for you <laughs> because. <laughs> I mean, it's all a good experience, I'm sure. First part, you know. I mean, when you learn, but but I think yeah, exactly, exactly. And but maybe it's good that that you know you get embarrassed and then you got to look at yourself and be like, (laughs) what have I done? You got fucking (laughs) wisen up to that. (laughs) You ain't a rabbit, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You got to take some time, brother. Put some Marvin Gaye or something. (laughs) Bigger... I just think it's down to the parents, though, and people at yeah. school. I think people just need to be a lot more open about sex. 100%. It is no longer taboo. A lot of fuckeries happen because of it, and especially when there's no conversation around it. Yeah. Because people can think what they're thinking is wrong and have loads of shame around it. Stupid because uh, I feel like 
it's largely being avoided, the discussion, because it's a bit awkward. Exactly. And Which it is, shouldn't be. It's no, stupid, because especially because no, your children... Can be that can be cut. Yeah. Like, it, 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 as long as it stays taboo, there's going to be some weird shit happening. Yeah. Because people are going to be pent up and keep shit secret. So, yeah. There's going to be a lot of people doing that stuff uh, from the last season of Luther. You know, there's going to be more and more of that. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't have to happen, you know? Yeah. So kids, parents... Talk. <laughs> I would have liked to have given That's this a message we endorse topic. here at Go Squares. <laughs> have a word, have a word. <laughs> um, and then following on from this, I watched a Netflix series in about a day um, called Sex Education. Yeah. And I wanted to give this topic maybe a little bit more time, but I, I, I'm time conscious. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was seriously good, man. It was just really enjoyable, really scripted really well and with a lot of care around subjects of sex, you know. Mm. It's very much about sex, but it had positive things in it that I haven't seen in other sort of coming-of-age coming um, dramas like father and son relationships, especially between... It was in a black family where the son is a gay... Guy. Is he British? Yeah, this is British. He's English. The, the whole, the whole. Yeah, yeah. Series. Everybody's English. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was of a black family, and particularly around. It just has a subplot. The storyline between the father and the son, and how the father was trying to get to grips with how his son was different, you know, because he liked dressing up. He liked drag, basically. And he just, he was flamboyant, but he was an amazing person. Do you know what I mean? But his yeah. father was obviously struggling with the concept. Never said anything bad within it, but you could just see his mind ticking over. He just didn't know how to fucking deal. It's completely natural. Yeah, yeah, no, way. of course. And it just but, could... but does it show it that way? Like, yeah, it doesn't demonize man. that. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just, you can see the whole way his dad loves him, but he just doesn't know how to deal with it. And mm. I just thought they dealt with that topic beautifully. And... Yeah, I was just astounded by that, you know, because usually they, they, they'll they stereotype that and allow the father to be a bit mad about it or whatever. But this, this is obviously happening a lot more as uh, with a rise in Internet, with people just being able to own their identity. You know what I mean? I think people like a lot of people that feel a certain way are owning their identity a bit more. And obviously there's just going to be a lot more conversations. Mm. between parents that are hard you know but also <laughs> do you have anything to say on that i mean i just hope it happens man you know yeah we don't we don't need we don't need any more uh sexual issues in the world you know <laughs> no, i don't think so but yeah i think i think it basically what this thing did well was just like because basically the main character um links up with like the sort of uh not popular but interesting girl who's hot she's a hot girl but she's sort of an outcast she's really intelligent and all the girls sort of hate on her because she's hot and all the guys like her but then the popular girls don't like do you know what i mean like yeah. that type of classic yeah yeah exactly and it, 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 whereabouts in england is it so? well yeah. see it's not it's sort of like nowhere land oh, okay i've read about it and they say they wanted it to be sort of nowhere so it doesn't alienate anyone maybe kind of, I, i'm not sure but it just I don't know so maybe I don't know maybe it was like a selling point or creative choice but it was in Wales and it did look beautiful 
<laughs> and it was always sunny, which I kind of found weird. <laughs> they managed to do Happy this. summer. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I feel like they just made a conscious thing to for it always to be sunny. In the and there was only like sort of one night sequence at all. It was just all very like the continuity of that. You can see the stylistically. I thought it was really sick, and they did it really well because it was based in two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. But they all wore eighties clothes and all drove eighties cars, so it was sort of nowhere lad. It was all very, yeah, which I really liked. Um, and they did like have the typical hierarchy from school. You know, like the the jocks. I know like that's American an American schools. term. Yeah, no, but it is like American schools. But also, English schools have them. You know, you have the sporty types. Yeah, I know it's all boys' schools, so we didn't. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bro. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it, did, it just did lots of things very well. So, how many, uh, how many Joe Squares out of 10? <laughs> um, how many Joe Squares out of 10? I think. A solid nine. Damn, bro. That's a big fucking record right there. <laughs> How many out of ten Joe Squares? <laughs> what? Nine out of ten Joe Squares. Are we that is it out crazy. Of 10? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting it nine. All I right. enjoyed it that much. Honestly, it was jokes as well. Yeah, it was sick. All right. <laughs> Sorry, did I just like banish the whole sort of flavour of the week? <laughs> did I just give I mean, it? Did I just crown it? I don't think so, because I I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't. I mean, first of all, you haven't seen it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to relook at this whole concept of uh, yeah, a flavor of the week. But you know, first episode, man, we're teething, you know. Uh, but one thing that I wanted to do is take a minute out. To shout out Lee Dixon. <laughs> okay. Then. It, uh, it's crazy that we just saw him randomly in Winchester. Uh, he's a legendary. Defender, yes, for Arsenal FC, which I'm a Tottenham fan, but I can appreciate greatness. Yeah, but it was strange seeing him, yeah, and <laughs> just sort of being like, "Wow, I've only seen you." I said it when I was yeah. there. I was like, "I've only ever seen you in 2D." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when you were there in real life, it was a bit like. And also, actually, because he was more or less before my time. It's probably it was like around mm. what the time you sort of came of age was. Uh, <laughs> it was actually Lee Dixon. But I've only really ever seen him from like from the chest up. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen his legs before. <laughs> Except for when he was playing football, obviously. But. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, as we said, you're ancient. But. Bro, it's two years, bro. <laughs> two years older than you. All right, man. So, I mean, so that's that. That that's, is a, that. that's episode one. Episode one of Flavors Weekly. Salut. But next week we've got to get a Charlie Sloth in here. Yeah, yeah. Next week we're going to have a Charlie Sloth interview. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're going to document how we get Charlie Sloth onto the podcast. <laughs> That's actually good that idea. Sick. All right. <laughs> All right. I've been Joe Lyons. And I've I always been, will be. I've been Joseph, the Harry Redknapp of Depop, sure. <laughs> Same. <laughs>